1: might be a sneak peek this week uh, to get it out a little early, maybe
0: on the Miwis, for sure. Yeah, if you
2: watch it on the MeWees, this is available now.
1: you right. So
2: we're smoking.
1: I messed up on the calendar because I thought the after show I could actually introduce the cigar and then tell you it's available. So um, it's available on December first, and if this is December second and you're listening to this, <laughs> you it's, missed out. Is it sold out? <laughs>
2: it's sold out. It's
1: sold out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because there's only 500 boxes of
2: them, yeah. So, so and the last time we did the 500 boxes with him, they were gone in eight hours,
1: yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, but who knows because things are different nowadays or whatever. And we've had a mi firecracker before, but this is the mi
2: tricky tracker
1: firecracker.
2: That is correct. It has the red band versus the blue band, yeah. And, and is it very we, citrusy. We, we just lit up, mm-hmm.
1: uh. It's overpowering right off the bat to me. It's very strong. Yeah.
2: Early pepper aggressive. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
3: this is a strong cigar. Although and I smoked a lot of the last batch, probably ten plus boxes of them. Wow. Uh, this one does not kick you in the teeth in the same way as the last does one. Does not. No. And I I my theory on it is I think this one aged Longer? We had to because Mm -hmm. they were too wet and it was too long
1: in between. And he kept pushing it off. And then after he pushed it off for a while, I pushed it off for a while, not thinking it was ready. So it's more aged. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Maybe six
0: months. I think the wrapper was darker on the original release versus this. This has more of a little bit of a reddish hue to it. This is biting into the rind of an orange to peel the orange. It's – Ah. That's – Very aggressive, right out of the gate. So,
1: Nick Coutreau is still with us. He was on the show, um, on the regular show, and he's hanging around with us after. He wrote a book, um, um, and um, Cigar Bliss is the book. You can get it at propallet.net, or right now, you can get it at twoguyscigars.com, and um, it helps adjust your palate, and make you enjoy cigars, and taste cigars, like these crazy things that we talk about. And... We've made our own uh, flavor wheel that we sent available out to everybody. And uh, if you have that flavor wheel, what I, what I like to do, because Nick is with us today, is extend the flavor wheel because we did it like you see most flavor wheels are. We have fruit, nuts, plants, spice, earth, and a little miscellaneous. Excuse the miscellaneous is coffee, me, leather, chocolate, and cream. Is Is there a name for that? Base of chocolate, leather, chocolate, and cream. I just have miscellaneous there.
4: Oh, for miscellaneous.
1: Yeah. I I didn't know what to put there because it's not earth. I didn't think it was quite quite earth, but...
4: You know, leather can be considered earthy. Yeah? In my opinion.
1: Okay, Uh, Your, your opinion matters.
4: Coffee is complex. In my board, I had different categories. Yeah, So aromatic this cigar has a lot of aromatic notes Uh, complex aromas like coffee chocolate Mm. they're layers and layers of yeah because
0: coffee isn't just coffee just like vanilla a real vanilla bean it's not just vanilla bean you got those 200 aromas that are in there it's the same thing with coffee and chocolate
3: and yeah chocolate has a lot of different layers to it you know people do chocolate tastings, and right. sometimes, you know, you'll have a lot more berry flavors. So, but so. cream would not be an aromatic.
4: No. So where could cream go? In your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it could. Well, creamy could be complex. But, um, but none of these fruit plants, earth. Okay, so creamy is a mouth texture or taste, creaminess. That would be considered savory or umami
1: yeah umami
0: mm-hmm. which is the the
4: weird savory one. yeah the
1: weird one. <laughs> which you
0: you have listed here under as earth that's that's that scene
1: yeah all right so uh going back to way back a mixture of you know as opposed to picking nutmeg and peanuts and saying nutmeg on a peanut could a nutmeg on a peanut or a chinese pea pod with cinnamon on it <laughs> Could that fall into something, you know, where it's a plant base because it's a pea pod? But then cinnamon as a spice, would it fall in between over here, or can that be connected in in any way? You
4: know, I think it would be better described as separate nuances. Okay. So you have cinnamon as an aromatic, as so a spice, and then the the pea pod. Uh, Maybe as a uh, herbaceous.
1: Yeah, um, because a lot of these things, Jonathan, you had, you had the biggest one on it where we would just say one thing and then you would connect the two at all times, and it turned into that butter on a pup tart, which would be a doughy mm-hmm. thing. With a little bit of maybe raspberry or something that was in the pop-tart and then butter on it, and we would call that okay, this is so butter.
4: Fatty, flowery, fruity. Yeah, and, and you know, picking the right descriptors sounds better. Um, if, for instance, if you uh, identify leather and you say baseball glove. Yes. So, which you uh, mentioned in your book.
1: Yes that and explain that so you're a kid and you're in the in the field and you put the glove over your face mm-hmm. while you're waiting resting the glove basically and if you were a kid growing up when i grew up this is what happened and i'm able to pick up leather yeah well you got
0: your you got your baseball bat in one hand and you got to put the glove on and you grab hold of the bottom right. of the, the heel of the glove and you pull it on with your mouth that has yeah. a certain flavor.
1: Absolutely. And when, when I end up tasting something like that, it does bring me back to, oh, my God, I'm in third grade and I'm yeah. you know crazy of what flavors end up doing it. Graham cracker, we talked about that, that that is um, – there's something that is a mixed component that becomes a graham cracker. Would – do you know what a hermit is? A hermit? A hermit.
2: Not that's, the person. That's, that's a, a very in. New England thing. I never knew what that was till I moved there. Right. Up here. That's why I asked the
1: question. No. So, <laughs> so what the bakery does is they create hermits. So mm. when they have birthday cake nobody picked up, and they have, um, you know, different pastries that they made. At the end of the day, they put them all together. They put them in the grinder. Mm. They add molasses and raisins. They put them on a sheet pan and they bake it in the oven. And they make them into squares. And poor people would go to the bakery and you buy a bag of hermits, and that was our little snack that we had. And it's still to this day. You go into a bakery. They
3: they make them from fresh
1: ingredients
4: now.
3: Now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that was
4: I've herm- had those before. Yeah, and yeah. They're dark colored, yes. yeah, because of the molasses. Yes. yes,
3: and you know they use cinnamon and clove, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. So it's mm-hmm. like a a spice cake. Yeah, almost.
4: spice cake. Baker's. Spice. I get
3: that
1: as strong as I do with. Um, a graham cracker that i'll smoke something and say hermit you know because i you know i grew up on it i know it and and that becomes another one Um, gingerbread
4: you know another way to describe that would be to describe the individual components molasses yeah yeah graham cracker caramel
1: but graham cracker is not one You've created the graham cracker. It, it doesn't No, that make-
0: is, that is, that's a, that's a. I, I'm with Nick on this, that that is a, an absolute base note, a base but note, as much yeah. as fig yeah. is for tobacco. I mean, you, you're dealing with only so many different strains of tobacco. Everybody's trying to get their pH right in the ground. Tobacco is only going to taste like certain stuff. So would gingerbread be that? Would a ginger snap okay, be that? Okay, so it? you
4: have ginger as a spice, right? With flour and sugar, yeah, and cream, and if you describe those individually, it, it just sounds better. Saying gingerbread is correct. You follow me? Yeah. But it just sounds better. It, now we're talking from an artistic side instead of a scientific. So, Okay. So th- for that reason, Nick's out. Uh, I got uh, on my
0: list here, stuffed peppers is a recent one that I got huh. as a flavor note. And we all know what that tastes like. you got a green pepper that's been uh, roasted in the oven, and it has tomato base in it. Which a roasted pepper is way different than a Complete, regular pepper. And especially green versus red. Yeah. It has a, a more of a, a bitter, tannic component to it, even after it's been roasted. Then you have the acidity of the tomato base that's in there, and maybe a little bit of sweetness out of the rice. Black pepper milkshake. <laughs>
4: Okay, so creamy, caramel, black pepper. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, It's happened many times that I would taste something to that effect, the Nicaraguan tobacco, when it started off and people came out with full-bodied Nicaraguans in the early days of it. The black pepper was there, but there was a creamy component to it also, and boom, it was there, and it just doesn't go away. That I end up having these flavor notes that I use over and over and over, and I'm like, wow, it's black pepper milkshake is what (laughs) it is and and it's like it's its own category of what it is Dave does
0: your milkshake bring all the boys to the yard Cool Ranch what does that mean it's It's a a song lyric just being an idiot (laughs) Cool Ranch Doritos is another one that I've put down on my (laughs) tasting notes now think about ranch dressing where it's a buttermilk base so you have a little bit of the creaminess but also a little on the um, tangy the tangy side and then the you know you smoke a cigar that has a spice to it, and it hits your tongue, you put a cool ranch dorito on your tongue, and boom, you get that spice component that's happening prunes on a cracker,
4: okay, so you have dried fruit, right, you have a cracker, flour, yeah, yeah, so it just sounds better and into a wider audience um
3: yeah what what are you saying is it sounds less ridiculous. <laughs>
4: It's accurate. It's accurate. But okay, So <laughs> yeah. in the book, I have descriptors that are correct, but not the best descriptor to use. And in the wine and whiskey industry also, they will use the best descriptor.
0: The one that's going to bring more people to that product. Well, make it makes more doesn't, sense. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't
1: sound as ridiculous as it does. And maybe that's the problem that happens. Sitting with a cigar manufacturer and saying yeah. prunes on a cracker and they're like... You're out of your mind, and they get up and they leave the room.
4: Now, if you said dried yeah. fig, yeah, if you said dried fig, they, they would be happy to hear yeah. that.
1: They like dried fig. They're yeah. trying for dried fig. Yeah.
0: There's been there's been many times I've smoked a cigar and I got soy sauce, but without the salt, that very earthy umami yeah. flavor and aroma. Ocean water.
4: That's a little far out.
1: Yeah. All <laughs> so, right. So, so uh, listen, I got a whole. I got paid. All right. Of so things. ocean
4: water. Some cigars, if you touch them with your tongue, especially it's salty, yep. yeah, saline, yeah, especially depending on your DNA. If you're ultra sensitive, it'll turn you off immediately. Yeah, there's some cigar makers and uh, tasters that love to put their tongue on the cigar because their DNA is normal and it, and it tastes good to them. It's yeah, still, and if I put my tongue on a certain cigars, it turns me off. Yeah, it's too bitter. It's too salty. If I don't put my tongue on it, I can smoke the cigar and, and enjoy we, it. We've
1: all been swimming and accidentally swallowed some water, yeah, and then and, and there it is tasting a certain cigar, and then I have it along it with tastes pa-
0: like imminent death, doesn't it?
4: Pasta water, like you that's made a pasta, It's yeah. salty.
0: The water that's left after right. you made the pasta, because you know when you put the ladle in the water and you uh, <laughs> it's nuts, because Cause some, he does some, that. He's Italian.
1: No, some <laughs> got in or whatever, whatever happened, but. These are things that end up happening to me. Um, ketchup and mustard
4: combined. It's disgusting, is what that is. Mm. You know, it might be accurate, but is it <laughs> going to be accepted by the general population? The,
1: I, I don't see a cigar manufacturer putting that in their headlines of, you know. The, if you the, smoke you know,
0: the cigar, we guarantee you're going to taste ketchup and mustard combined. <laughs> these, are,
1: these are real things that Fancy I Fancy
0: sauce squared. Cinnamon, licorice, asparagus. Now, there's a little bite
1: of of asparagus that so you have you know, bitter yeah bitter. so we had a candela earlier right yeah. so asparagus might right be then you have there.
4: herbaceous dried herb
1: yeah yeah dry herbed dry herb um soapy you don't know, you know another what, one you know what marshmallow fluff is no no they don't have that that's another new england thing which is like a liquefied marshmallow that you spread spreadable yeah yeah um Buttered popcorn with oregano. These are things I have used, hmm. and may or may not have ever shown up in a publication when I put it on there. And maybe I have to stop doing it because yeah, it'll get you, it'll get passed. You have over.
3: mentioned that yours don't usually show yeah, up. Yeah, some of the things that, that
0: I've I- tasted soapy, but specifically down the road of violet candy. That mm. is the worst candy that there is on the planet. You ever have violets,
1: violet candies? They taste like violet. It tastes like you would imagine eating a violet. Flower. It tastes like a
0: little old lady that used a little too much perfume. Is what it tastes
4: like. <laughs> so you have the 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 uh, floral, yeah, lavender, and then you have lavender. The, you have the good. caramel underneath it. So then you have that combination. See, so he if, doesn't if, need all this stuff. You, he you has tasted his, lavender. I've smelled it.
1: But have you had a cigar that you say, "Well, wow, lavender"? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: No. One thing that's not on your wheel is yeast, right? Sometimes you'll get that yeah. bread component mm-hmm. to it.
1: That's usually when I'll say cracker or um, butter toast. A butter on a pop tart is mm-hmm. bread too.
4: In in my second kit, level two, I have shiitake mushroom, and when you smell that, it smells like so many wrappers that you've mm-hmm. ah out of Honduras, especially. You know, it's got that deep, earthy, musty smell. Yeah, But it's pleasing.
1: Um, some of the components that Davidoff uses, they use a tobacco San Vicente. Right. You know San Vincente mm-hmm. tobacco? It, it's musty. Yes. Always get that. and I don't know a nice word to call it.
4: You could say peaty, like for a scotch. Okay. And that's an acquired taste.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, because, uh, frankly, I like it once in a while. Yeah.
2: That's what I want. But You know, he, he mentions Petey, and one of the future shows we're going to do is on pairing. Do you think this would enhance being able to pair cigars? Like, I would have never thought San Andreas and Petey with a Scotch until you mentioned it. Petey's actually a good descriptive component for San Andreas. So now I'm curious to try a San Andreas wrapper with a Petey Scotch.
4: Mm. Now, here's the thing. In the book, I have a section on pairing. So there's two methods of pairing. One is to pair with a drink or liquor that has similar taste components. The Complementary
0: Complementary. yeah.
4: The other is to go opposite. Opposite is so much better, in my opinion, because when you're going opposite, you're refreshing your palate. It would be like somebody sitting down for a gourmet meal and just eating the whole steak then going to the asparagus, then going to the... Finish and, it until yeah. you finish it. That's Mo- what I do. Oh, you do that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So you work your way around the I plate. I work my way around the plate. So <laughs> most you know, what, what he would refer to as a freak?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah continue. I, I, you can't mix it. It's like chocolate and peanut butter. I don't want my asparagus and, and steak in the same bite.
4: Not in the same bite, but you have one or two bites of steak, and then you move around the plate. Mm-hmm. And when you come back to that steak, it tastes different. Even as good as the first couple of yeah. bites. Yeah. So try. you're allowing your palate to refresh.
3: The, the really interesting one was, for me, when we, with Toscano. Yes. Had cheese.
1: Oh. The, so the, he had a sharp cheese, whatever that cheese was. was, I, I was, was a, Romano,
3: It might whatever. have been Pecorino, Romano. That's the one.
1: So taste the cigar first. We tasted the cigar. Now take, take a bite of the cheese. Now taste the cigar. Wow. What a difference. And then he had us go backwards on certain things that said, okay, taste the product. Now taste the cigar. And then later on, okay, let's smoke the cigar. Now let's taste the." And it was altogether different. And you got to imagine a piece of cheese and a Toscano cigar are complete opposites, right? right. There's nothing there. But it complemented each other. Unbelievable. I think it was the best pairing there ever was. was.
4: It was good. We did it. Go ahead, Nick. The new trend for real foodies that want to spend four to $600 for a meal, you get one to two ounces of each entree, and you get anywhere from eight to 12 entrees, mm. one to two ounces. So little portions. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of restaurants years ago came out in Spain, they do this a lot with platos, plates, mm. small entrees, right? So that allows your palate to refresh. If you just eat the same thing over and over, after a while, you have what's called palate fatigue. You're not enjoying it
1: anymore, like you did the first bite. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. a dessert. But that's the more first a, bite is like, oh, my God, it's decadent.
4: That's it's more of a European a, thing, like tapas bars. Exact, tapas bar. Yeah. So what happens, <clears throat> your taste receptors get used to it. And we have something built into our DNA. Once you identify an aroma, it shuts off. And that goes back to prehistoric times. So the smell of smoke is very dangerous if there's a fire. So you smell the smoke, you identify it. But if you stay close to the smoke, after a while, it goes unnoticed. Right. Yeah. So by refreshing your palate and going back and forth, back and forth, the taste receptors come alive again. And then when they sense it it it. makes sense so you can do
0: this with a with a dessert like a a really rich chocolate mousse you know they're always going to give you too much of a portion so you have some salty nuts or a potato chip that you use to refresh your palate and then you can go back to the dessert and it goes back into its decadence
4: or if you like to share you cut your dessert in half and share your dessert with somebody and then sip water in between
2: You know, I'm taking out of this, you know, it dulls the senses, whatever, all the guys that write in, my girlfriend complains, I smell like smoke, keep doing it. Eventually, she won't even notice it. (laughs)
1: Uh, Well, I say to some people that come up to see me that aren't aren't cigar smokers, and I say, does it smell like smoke cigars in here? And they go, oh, yeah. I remember opening the store in 1985, Mm -hmm. coming into the unsmoked store, Mm -hmm. and I could smell the tobacco, I could smell Mm -hmm. cigars. Mm I can't do it anymore, unfortunately. I don't smell it ever. You know, it's completely desensitized of the aroma of the unsmoked cigar. I go into the factories, I can still get it, but not anymore in the in the store at all. Mm. You know, go coming into my store in the morning in the early days, I was like, oh, my oh, God, yeah. I love what it smells. I don't, it's think, gone.
4: Think about the last time you, you stood in front of the oven or the stove and cooked a meal. Yeah. And then served the meal and ate yeah. the food. Everybody, if you're a good cook, is telling you, God, this is incredible. And you're thinking, God, it's just so-so.
1: Yeah. Thanksgiving dinner. So it's a long process of cooking Thanksgiving dinner. So my
4: grandmother, she was a gourmet cook and also a cigar maker. She was, a lot of the restaurants used her recipes. She was Uh, that good, right? right? All the Sicilian recipes. So what she would do, prepare everything, and then she would go outside and uh, so she can enjoy it too. refresh her palate. Yeah. And you mentioned
1: that. that in your book. Yeah. To go outside, take a walk, yeah. and come back to it, and which I've never done. I got to try that. There's so many things... All these years, you know, probably 40 years of smoking cigars, and I got to try these things and see if I can um, jumpstart it and get back to some of the things I miss of coming back in the store and smelling the store, because people come in, especially Christmas time is going to come, and the wife is going to come in and say, oh, my God, it smells like my grandfather, they say. They don't mean their grandfather smelled like this, but maybe it was a cigar smoker and they smell and I have nothing. It's not there anymore. I lost it. Yeah. I want to get it back.
4: Let me share a story with you. I did a workshop with a a cigar blender, and the first, the kid I had a couple years ago, the first uh, jar had lemon peel. So I asked him to smell the lemon peel, and he smiled. and said, what's this? I said, you need to tell me what it is to you. He said, shrimp. Wow. And I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be a long afternoon, (laughs) right? So we continued. He aced every other aroma reference. And I was confused. Later that night, he invited me to dinner. We went to his favorite restaurant. And he ordered grilled shrimp. And the waitress brought brought a bowl of lemon juice. And he took his shrimp and put it in the lemon juice.
1: Oh, he was always getting the <laughs> lemon. That's how he knows that what his That was his reference. Yeah. Yes.
4: So he took his... Crustaceans for a bath in lemon juice, and then the light bulb came on. Ah! You see, so was it? Was that his taste association? Yes. 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 Was was. it flawed? Yes. Yeah. So then we had to readjust, and I said, "Okay, when you smell shrimp, you need to use a taste trigger, because he's been doing this for years. And when you smell shrimp, you say lemon." Mm. Another one. I had a, a client that told me, "Look." I want to identify these taste nuances. He had a cigar official, not a book out. And he had all these cigars. And he said, I, you got to show. He says, how long will it take me to, to learn these? I said, well, it depends on you. I said, we have to first see if your references are accurate. So we went through the kit. He did very good. The leather, he just couldn't get.
1: I had a tough time with it, too.
4: Yeah. Well, you had a tough time in here. Yeah. Okay. But we were in a, a neutral environment. Okay. So we talked about leather and leather and leather. I said, well, what does it really make you think of? What do you think of when you smell that? And I took the cap off and I said, put your nose in that jar so you can just smell that leather. He said, this is gonna sound weird, but it reminds me of my father. I said, oh, how so? He says, well, when I was bad, Mm -hmm. he used to tell me, go pick the belt that you're gonna get your spanking (laughs) with. He said, and that smell of that leather just turned me off So Uh, when he smelled leather, it was a negative negative. association. So you have three types of associations. Negative, neutral, and charged, excited. So if something good happens to you, that aroma will stay with you. The minute you smell it, it takes you back in time. Mm. Helen Keller said that, that the sense of smell can transport you a thousand miles in all the years you have lived.
1: Absolutely.
4: So I said, okay, Very powerful. we're going to uh, reestablish your reference. I asked him, I said, did you play baseball? He said, I love baseball. I said, okay, do you remember what the glove smelled like? He said, well, my grandson comes over and I actually have a glove in the back room. I said, well, go get it. I said, now put your nose in that glove. What does that remind you of? He says, the good old days. I said, okay, now smell the jar, smell the glove. Do that for a couple of days, and you'll find leather. and Reset it. Reset.
1: Reset. Yeah. So there's, there's really something to this. The book is phenomenal. It's Cigar Bliss. You can get it at propallet.net um, or the whole system or twoguyscigars.com.
2: Cigar has Cigar Bliss on sale now. Yeah. So uh, give it a shot, and uh, it's going to change your
0: life. You're going to enjoy cigars more than you ever did. I believe it. You want to really wake your palate up? Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. (laughs) (laughs) The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.